All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Culture Calls, Dialing into the Future. Today, we are in conversation with Chela Pandian Pichai. Chela has over 25 years of experience in the global market. He is currently the head of talent learning and organizational transformation at Biocon Biologicals. He has a vast and diverse experience in the areas of organizational strategy, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which he focuses on a lot right now. Innovation, design thinking, digital transformation, learning and development and leadership development, and much more. He's also an IIMB recognized trainer for performance management and is also a certified trainer of insights and discovery, pick up culture, design thinking. And he's also certified Merck Six Sigma and Merck coaching model. An absolute delight to have you on our show, Mr. Chella. How are you feeling today? Yeah, thank you, Sumant. And it is great to be part of this conversation. So one of my passionate area which I work on is culture. And I'll talk about it later on why that is very passion, passionately I look into. But great to be here with you, interacting on various dimensions of culture and also much more than what you have in store for me today. That is fantastic. Uh, you know, before we even dive into what exactly, you know, you have to speak about culture. Can you tell our audience a bit about yourself and a bit more in depth about what your current role is? Great. Uh, I started my career in Biocon uh, 25 years back, probably early 90s. And being a biochemist, uh, chose to be in one of the companies, which was very visionary in nature. I think that's what the organization was an organization is an organization will be very, very visionary with great leaders, right from our chairperson to various leaders within the organization. So I was fortunate to get an opportunity to start there and fast forward, having done multiple different roles in manufacturing, move to HR, uh, then that was a very great opportunity, which I got and I grabbed to that opportunity and then become an HR profession and upgraded myself started finding my next best version all through. That's because of the great culture the organization had in its respect to providing you know, opportunities, creating talent, and having that kind of an environment for people to progress along with the company. Right? I think that's what, what Biocon is all for me in those years, which continues to be the same even today. But some point in time, after 15 years of my work, just moved out for various other opportunities because I needed to move out of Bangalore and then to different countries and fast forward and back with Biocon again, in a, came in a strategy and innovation role and then moved to heading talent, learning and development, organizational transformation. And in organizational transformation, I extensively focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, innovation and design thinking and so on and so forth. So that's, that's in summary. Right. You know, it's fascinating to hear the stories that uh, you just told that you have more than 25 years of experience, you know, working with Biocon and so many other organizations in the global market. And you, I think it is fair to assume that you have had a lot of experience working around different diverse cultures around the world, right? One of the things that I do want to reflect on is how work culture has, you know, evolved and taken a fast pace in the last couple of years. You know, due to the pandemic, everything is hybrid or, you know, it's all remote. So how do you see work culture evolving in this hybrid environment? And how do you see it evolving in the future as well? 
Great. Just to touch upon that point which you were mentioning. Right? So in my previous assignment, I was fortunate to be in a global role and which gave me an opportunity to have access to different countries, just not as a visiting employee, but it's more of working in different countries, literally living there, which is a couple of countries, but many more countries where we really had HR intervention, people intervention, culture interventions, where I was heavily involved, at least to say close to about 25 countries. That gave great insight in terms of the power of culture, the power of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I've been extensively involved in that part. Coming back to your question specific to India and specific to current situation in the last two years, let's look at what is changing. There are three, four things are changing, right? Work, workforce, workplace, and lastly and importantly, work culture. These four things are the major impacted in, in the last uh, two years with this pandemic being giving an opportunity for us to evolve and find our better version, right? I think that's the positive side of it. So many of us, even I spoke about work, workforce and workplace in the past, but let's not forget that work culture is also changing because of the virtual team management and connecting with people virtually, creating relationship with people virtually and creating partners with virtual, running business virtually. I think there is a great level of culture infusion is happening quietly when we are focusing on workforce and workplace and you know, work itself. So we cannot ignore the fact that the work culture is something which is going through innovation in, in many ways. A new ways of working is coming, right? So I think that will have a major impact uh, even after pandemic is gone, whatever we have reinvented during these two years as an organization, as, as, as a country, I think, and as a world, I think there's a lot more will be impacted positively because of whatever is changing now. Right. And that is fantastic the way you put it into four different points and how people tend to forget that work culture plays a very, very important part, you know, in defining how the workplace and how the employees feel about working in any organization. You know, this reminds me of one of the things that, you know, Jack Welch used to say, which is the soft stuff is the hard stuff. How is this reflectable, you know? you know, in, in the organization they're working right now? And how true is this statement to, you know, working in Biocon right now? Great, great uh, quote. And I completely agree on the essence of the quote. But when I think deeply, it's no more culture is a soft part. There, was time, there were times decades ago, people looked at culture as a, you know, good to have. Right. And today it is not a soft part. It is a hard part because it is an integral part of who we are as an organization. And it is an integral part of how you live in organization, how you work in an organization. So when it becomes an integral part, you cannot keep it as a softer aspect, right? It is, it's, it's the core of who you are and the core of who you want to be for for your customers, your consumers, your patients, and, and everybody. So having said that, when it's a core of the organization, how do you make sure that there is a greater level of cascading? That becomes an important point. For instance, if you look at many organizations, look at performance, high performance as a culture. 
So in my opinion, high performance is an output of a culture. Correct. But it's not a culture by itself. It can be an output of a culture. So what you feed in can give you an output. That output could be, could be high performance and the output could be a great level of retention. The output could be a great level of engagement. But if that's the output you expect from a culture, so what is your input? That's very important, right? So for, for the way I look at is diversity, equity, inclusion is an integral part of culture. It should be an integral part of culture. That is what for us as an organization, which is, which is in the fabric of a culture. And you cannot have a great level of diversity, equity, inclusion in your culture if you're not standing up for your values. So how strong is your values? And what is your values guarding? Is it guarding the, the organization as a whole, the way you identify, or is it changing? That's very important. For us, as an organization for the last four decades, values have been something which really enabled us to get to where the organization is today and where the organization will be tomorrow, right? And values are guarding our culture. So culture is at the center and values are guarding the culture. And when you have values guarding your culture, then you live, when you live your values, values every day, you will automatically lead your culture. As you lead your culture, there is a great level of diversity, equity, inclusion in your environment. As you have a great level of high performance culture, high engagement, right? So that is how the whole framework in which it enables us. No, no, I, I was really, you know, reflecting on the point that you did say earlier as to how exactly the culture, you know, at, you know, it, it involves a high level of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, before I even, you know, you could answer how, the thing is at Biocon, I, I also do want to ask you, how exactly is DEI specific as a specific component very important in, in building an important work culture? So when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, which is an integral part, as I said, it is woven in the fabric of our culture, right? So it's so integral to us. In fact, the right time, as on today, we have a diversity, equity, and inclusion month. We started today. So today, I'm not sure you know that today is an international day for women and girls in science, February 11th, right? So we celebrate that because we are very strong in science and we have a great great community of science employees within the organization. So we have a series of events today and which continues for one full month until March 8th, which is International Women's Day. And which is break the bias of the theme for International Women's Day. So during this whole month, we are very clear the diversity, equity, inclusion goes beyond gender. It includes all genders. It includes every form of diversity, right? And it's just not limited to few groups. It's, it's, it's beyond that. And it is in the thinking. Do you have a diversity in thinking? Do you have a diversity in the way you approach or you solve problems? So to that level of diversity, how inclusive you are and how is that equity being looked at in the organization, right? So that you become an equal company in, in the years to come. So we have a great level of work which we are doing in the diversity, equity, inclusion. Personally, for me, this is my passionate area. It's also part of culture. So when I say culture is my passion, diversity, equity, inclusion is part of that. And I've, I've worked more than 10 years in the diversity, equity, inclusion, various different countries in my previous assignment. And so that kind of gave me a deeper insight about the power of diversity, equity, inclusion 
for any country, any society, any organization, even at, at home, right? So that's how I look at. Lastly, to give you a, a specific way in which diversity, equity, inclusion, or culture is looked at in, in our organization is three parts. I see, I feel, I do. Many times what happens when it comes to culture or diversity, equity, inclusion, I see. I see what is there in front of me. And But remember, you might have not contributed for what you see. If you're a newcomer to the organization, you see a culture, you see a diversity, equity, inclusion. So that's the seeing part. As you see, as you work, you start feeling. The feeling comes when you experience what you see. Okay? When you experience what you see, there is a feeling comes. That feeling is, wow, it's a great culture or it is an excellent diversity, equity, inclusion, whatever it is. But many times, many colleagues in many different organs leave it at that. I see, I feel, and you leave it. But that's where it gets diluted. There is a great important aspect or a dimension to this is I do. How am I going to contribute to retain that culture, to retain that diversity, equity, inclusion environment? How am I going to upgrade that? How am I going to contribute so that it becomes better? And that's important. So I see, I feel, I do is, is a great way of managing and excelling in, in the culture and the diversity, equity, inclusion space. You know, I, I really feel that is fantastic. And I also remember you speaking a lot about how technology plays in a very important role, you know, in determining organizational culture. But does it really play such an important role is also the question that I want to bring. Do data and technology play a very key important role in, in determining organizational culture in also determining in DEI? Is it necessary to have some kind of technology to have better results? Absolutely. See, technology can be looked at in two different ways, right? One, when it comes, you, you adopt that. And there are many, many people in the industry I see, they say it's okay. You don't have to really bring that into your specific question on culture and diversity with inclusion. Uh, that is far from technology. And, and that's one, one thought process. But if you ask me, personally, I feel the technology can be adopted in every aspect and dimension of life. And it's, it's time that we start looking things not as too different and technology as a part of the way we live. It, it's anything you do because you, you're waking up with technology, right? Mobile phone calls and connections, connectivities, and you go to sleep with that, right? And everywhere from the whole behaviors are changing, right? From watching movies, whether it's pandemic enhanced that or whatever. Everything is technology-driven in a personal life. Professionally, if you look at technology accelerates innovation. Technology accelerates the product which can come to market from, from the number of days or months or years. It can accelerate it so that it is available to the customers much faster than how it was in the past. So why to keep that separately when something can enable us? Right? It's a great enabler. So coming back to your core question of how is it going to enable culture? I'll tell you, digital will become a part of a culture or it is already becoming a part of culture in many organizations. Right? Digital will become an integral part of culture and that's how we are started looking at it. And now that we have not adopted technology, we have been doing and we are a big ambassador of technology enabling us. At the same time, I see as a society, as a country, and, and many countries have enabled them with digital as an integral part of who they are, right? So I'll tell you, 
earlier in discussion, I said the input for culture and the output will be in high performance. And so the same way, digital is an input to the culture. And you will see an output which will be an accelerated growth or accelerated deliverables. So all this will be an output, which also will lead to high performance. But what is an input will be certainly a technology or a digital, right? So that's how I look at whether it is diversity, equity, inclusion, or a culture. Certainly, digital can enable us in in being uh, taking a informed decisions, having the right data to see where you're heading towards, and beyond that, it can also enable you with artificial intelligence to predict the predictive analysis so powerful in culture or or in diversity equity inclusion i think a lot can be done with the digital right i completely agree with you and you know i was reflecting on a couple of points as well and i absolutely agree to each and every single point that you had to tell there is one final question that we ask all of our guests which is that what exactly does it take to become an employer of choice the people and every single person that we've talked to until now has a different opinion on this so what according to chela pichai is the correct way of becoming an employer of choice you're right you know you will get different versions depending on how people resonate with that right there is no right and wrong answer to that if you ask me it's all about are you an employer of choice that's what matters but how do you do it in a very disciplined and a structured in an organized manner so that people feel that you deserve what you you have or what you're claiming or what you are actually right so to be an employer of choice first and foremost the fundamental thing is about people it starts with people right so how engage your people i can go with a huge list of items but i wanted to start with people and which includes leadership which includes the way you look at everything in your organization so first is people and the core of becoming an employer of choice is culture because culture is what will keep your people right and whether it is diversity equity inclusion all that we spoke now right can that be the core for your employer of choice so culture people and whom are you solving for is a fundamental question one should ask when it comes to the any any form of business and so keep your customer consumer or patient in the front if you if if your product is for certain customers in our case it is for patients if you don't put patients first and whatever you do with great people and great culture it won't really make you an employer of choice right because your product is what is determine your sustainability in the business your longevity in the business and your impact which you create to esg right the environment society and governance that is it plays another important role when you're looking at employer of choice and how how strong you are in in and not then not creating a dent in environment rather enabling the environment and the social responsibility as well as the governance part so all this put together will certainly make you great employer or employer of choice and i think these are all some of the measuring criterias to see whether you're really an employer of choice right i absolutely agree to the points and especially the esg point that you had to tell i really think it's very very important thank you so much for joining us and it's been an absolute delight to have you on our show are there any final thoughts any final things you want to leave the audience with 
Yeah, great. And and thanks for listening to my, my thoughts. And I think uh, while an organization and as an industry and as, as a country, we all in a journey where many things have really tested us in the last two years. But I think the way we emerge and the way we come out and the way we are finding the next best version of all of us, I think that's what is really going to make a difference. And I think I, I'm already seeing that positive trend around the people with whom I work or the people with whom I interact. So with that note, thank you for inviting me, Truman. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Chalapandi Pichai, for joining us. And hey, thank you all for joining in and listening in. If you like this, please make sure to leave a like and a comment on what exactly you felt and what were your learnings. And we will see you again next time.